Krakoa Radio presents. What's this? It's a script. Yeah, I see that, but why are you handing it to me? So you know how the show is laid out, dude. What? I don't understand. Josh, my friend, that's not how we do things around here. We don't do planning and structure here? No, never. <sighs> All right. Good morning, Gotham. I am your host, Nick, accompanied by, as always, the number one Robin. Like, when you see the ones that are dead, like, you take them out of the equation, and you see the ones that grew past being Robin, mm-hmm. you take them out of the equation, mm-hmm. you're you're definitely better than them. That That's great news. What's up, you spooky bitches? I'm the number one Robin! <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of our show, Good Morning Gotham. We talk about some of the, our favorite stuff in the history of the Dark Knight. We'll be covering TV shows, movies, famous comic book storylines, stuff we make up in a dream and thought it was real, but end up just being stuff in a dream. Oh, yeah. Remember when I sent you that long five-part email about the dream I had about Nightwing and me being married? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Didn't happen. Not non-canon. Elseworld. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You access the the hyper hyper time? You access hyper time. So, as I said, I'm your host, Nick. I love Batman. I love Batman my whole life. I always think... His stories always have a deeper meaning for me as a fan. Josh, what do you like about Batman? Very little. Um, But I do love everything that surrounds Batman. I love Nightwing. I love most of the Robins. It took a while, but Damien finally grew on me. I really like him now. Uh, Batgirl is one of my all-time faves. Like I love the Bat family. Batman himself, if he's done right, fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's a little like fucking played out at this point or boring sometimes, frankly. Like... Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it, it's a little much for me sometimes with Batman, but the best Batmans are fucking good. Yes. Uh, see, that's why I want to do this podcast, because we do have different views on what makes Batman good. Mm-hmm. I think mean, that'd be really fun to kind of delve into that. And some storylines that maybe you haven't read that I've read from mm-hmm. the past, especially more current stuff. Oh, 100%. But even, I haven't picked up a Batman comic since probably like 2010, if that. Yeah, so basically you missed all of the New 52, which is some of the best Batman stuff. Yeah, I read every I read the Batgirl New 52 and by Gil Simone, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and then when um the other Brandon Fletcher took over too, I read that one too. So before we get into today's main topic, What's what up? what is your first memory of Batman? Oh, wow. Um that would have been a great thing for you to tell me we were going to talk about before we hit record. Um We don't have a structure yeah instead yeah. what we have is a lot of dead air as i think <laughs> a lot um, of editing for you <laughs> um honestly probably the animated same show, i would think um i i feel like i was at a friend's house and it like four o'clock some weekday <laughs> afternoon and it came on and i no i'm lying the yeah. fucking tv show the og tv show okay my grandma had cable and we didn't and i used to spend a lot of time over her house because single mom and so she it one day FX decided, well, we got the rights to fucking Batman now. And they just, <laughs> this is before FX had anything else. So they just like aired yeah, yeah. the old Batman series in its entirety 
almost every day back to back episodes I and i was like, fucking obsessed with it lots of married with children yeah exactly like, yeah, yeah just yeah. random shows that were on fox yeah lots of things <laughs> that they had in their catalog that they could just put on repeat but yeah, yeah. it was that and then the animated show shortly thereafter yeah my wanna, first memories of it i want to say animated series but also like the original tim burton movies like, I can't even say which one I saw first, but, like, I have vivid memories of yeah. watching Batman Returns, especially, over and over again. Yeah, I remember seeing... Yeah, I definitely saw the first one. I mean, probably after I saw the animated show, I probably mm. tracked that down on VHS somewhere. But, yeah, the Batman Returns, I was at the age where, like, oh, okay, I, I can see this on my own. I can go to Blockbuster and rent this every <laughs> other weekend now. Yeah, I definitely feel like I watched Batman Returns too early, because that is a psychotic film that oh, I, love. I love it dearly but 100%. it's psychotic yeah no it, it um your love for batman returns really explains a lot about how, <laughs> how you grew up and, and who you are now a hundred and ten percent yes yeah. speaking of which next what's question up? what's up what is your favorite batman movie currently oh fuck um God, it might be Batman Returns honestly as I, I like looking back at I haven't watched the Christopher Nolan ones in a while but last I did, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait, I don't think I like these. The Dark Knight, I guess, is okay still. Like, it's still, the Dark Knight's fantastic. It's still good. But it's very like, good. I don't, I don't know, man. Honestly, going back, I don't really know if I like any of the Batman movies much anymore. Well, we'll definitely be doing a marathon oh, for this podcast. I'm happy to do it. I'm yeah. happy to do it. What about you? What's your fave? The Dark it's, Knight? It's almost like my head says Dark Knight. My heart says Batman Returns. Yeah. Because, like, half of it, of course, nostalgia growing up on it. But last time I watched it, it is a beautiful movie. And actually, one thing Matt which one, Reeves... Which, which one are you talking about? Oh, Batman Returns. Okay. Um, one thing Matt Reeves, who's directing the next Batman movie, said is he wants Gotham to be a character. And in Batman Returns, oh my God, Gotham is a character. Is. It very much And in Nolan films, Gotham's Chicago. Yeah. Like, it's still its own thing, and Batman and the characters are great in that world, but it feels like any city. It's just, yeah, it's just a big city. Yeah. Like Gotham, it's got the L. Everything's cool. Everything's yeah, there. Exactly. It's, it's Chicago, but like you said. In the Tim Burton ones, it's a gothic art piece. Oh my god, it's fucking gorgeous. That makes especially no in, sense, especially in Batman Returns. Yes, and like, like full on snow. Like if you say, yeah, the guy who did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas did uh, <laughs> this thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess sense. I can see no, it. I hear, I hear you. Especially since uh, it looks <laughs> like it looks like Jack Skellington went through one of those doors in the tree and ended up and, in and fucking Gotham. Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that that's how I view both those movies. But Dark Knight is fantastic. I remember seeing it opening night or opening weekend. Oh god, yeah, that was insane. I think it's been played out a lot just because a lot of movies copied it and were so. I'm heavily wondering influenced. if that's why. Like, I think I think over time it's just kind of lost its shine for yes. me a little bit. And um, actually, I'll say this now: the first movie I want to review here is actually Dark Knight Rises because I feel like that's a very you're you speaking my language, man. The movie's yeah. not great, but goddamn, Anne Hathaway as fucking Catwoman. You know, I watched that. And all honestly, goddamn. I like Bane. I like Tom Hardy. Yeah, as Bane, Tom Hardy is Bane but too. The movie's cool. not perfect. And no. I want to just deep dive into it. Yeah, let's do a deep dive. Yeah. All right. Somebody great. put in a dive sound effect here, please. Was that good? I don't know. Someone who Someone. edits this podcast? Who edits this thing? <laughs> But today, since today is Halloween, it is Halloween. It is. We did. It, we we planned this perfectly. Not to come out on Halloween. No, we're but not to get this it. out on Halloween. No, yeah. no, no. We planned this so perfectly <laughs> for us. Yeah, not for you, dear listener. <laughs> we are doing part one of the long Halloween. We're saying part one because we are watching the first movie, and we're stopping where the movie ends, which I believe was New Year's. New Year's. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't read The Long Halloween, it is by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. And honestly, I've considered 
uh, consistently considered this one of the most important Batman things to read. Like, if I tell someone, okay, you want to read your first Batman book? Everyone goes, oh, year one, which I honestly, I think is overrated. I think I liked it. I remember liking it a lot. I remember I, last I time I read it, while, I was but... like, it's short and just, I don't know, it didn't feel mm-hmm. right. I mean, I, all, the, all the reverence it got, I read it really late. Fair. So, like, when I did read it, I was kind of like, that's it. So you were like, oh, this thing's supposed to be the best ever. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you. But that on the happens. flip side, I read The Dark Knight Returns really late, and I loved it. Yeah. Like, that's a fantastic story. But much like Watchmen, it shouldn't be your first book. Because it's deconstructing the character that you already oh, Batman know. Oh, Return? No, yeah. Or yeah. The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Everyone, a lot of people say, read that one first. No, it's like, no, 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 no. If you don't know the characters, you can't appreciate why this book is deconstructing the character. I truly hope. The audio is picking up my dog snoring right now. Yes, we have an audience of two. We, we have Jean Grey and Jean Grey here. snoring it up because, like, the moment you bring up anything not X Men, Jean's just sleeping. Yeah, pretty much. And we have my lovely girlfriend playing video games. They can't hear you not make a noise, honey. That's I think the point that she's going for. And now she's giving a thumbs up. All that's, right, that's fair. That's fair. It's an audible thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the long Halloween. I read this. I want to say about a year ago, year and a half ago, just for fun. For the first time? or No, for, no, no, oh, just okay. for like rereading. I read mm-hmm. it a long year, like maybe, I want to say high school. Yeah. And I reread it again it a too. year, almost two years ago, mm-hmm. and I really liked it still. And when I reread it, half this book today, or not exactly today, but on Friday, um, I, I still really like it. I feel like it's a great, just like, who is Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. Who is Batman? How does mm-hmm. Batman work? I think it's the number one thing. Like, yeah. How this does is, he work? This is definitely, when I was saying a minute ago, like, if Batman's done right, I do like the character. Yeah. And that's in here. I do like this Batman. Yeah. I do like a Batman who's um, a detective or trying to learning to be a detective. Oh, yeah. This, this is one. the most detective story. Yeah. Like, I, I like detective Batman. I don't like super gadget solve all my problems Batman because it gets a little like, okay, you got a batarang, you got a bat ring, you got bat this, you got bat that. It's like, dude, you need help. <laughs> you fucking need help. Well, I was mentioning to someone earlier about like comparing uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. And I was saying, to like, Ben Affleck's Batman? Yeah. You can compare compare the Batman's? No, like, comparing, let's say, Nolan or even the new upcoming Batman. Ben Affleck's Batman was the Justice League Batman. If you read Justice League comics, that Batman is different than, let's say, Long Halloween Batman. Well, it makes sense. Though, he has because to. it was all building up to Justice League. Yeah. But also, like, that Batman has to be different because he's surrounded by gods. Yeah. In Gotham, he's around humans that are just mentally fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and crime lords and corruption that he can barely control. I- I don't even know barely needs to be. He can't control. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we have are dying for a year. <laughs> 75 years of, of publication history to show that he can't control shit. He just, he just moderates it. Like. Literally from the a, from the moment he left that Zorro movie theater, he has not been able to stop any crime in Gotham. <laughs> he slowed it down. Like I would, I'm sure there's a book out there of this, but I would love to see a book where like, what if Batman just, just never tried and how bad would Gotham be now? I, I bet you anything, if they did that one right, it would probably be a better place. Because, be really a, fun. <laughs> because a lot of it is, and they hint at it in, in this one too, and I love stories that really kind of delve into this, like the psychotic villains that are in Gotham, I think are a lot to do with the psychotic hero that is in Gotham. Well, they've said that in the you movies and the media. Exactly. Like, I really, like, I like when, yeah, I like when that happens. Because like if he weren't there, it would be normal crime that eventually a smooth talking politician or whatever would fucking get some like they gentrify it by now you know what i mean like <laughs> it would be 
the whitest fucking place in the world. But no, <laughs> Batman has to be there, and now we got Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. I guess is good. I mean, gentrification, which is worse, gentrification or the Joker. Joker's constantly laugh gassing everybody? <laughs> uh, actually, we'll get to that in a little bit. But the way we're going to do this episode is a little different than I think we'll end up doing future episodes. When I was breaking this down, I was a little concerned it would sound a little repetitive because basically this book goes murder, holiday, building the three characters of Gordon, Harvey, and Batman, yes. essentially. And it's, it's laid out. And it's a, it's a very simplistic but great layout and almost cinematic especially now if you read this book they've taken a lot of these scenes from i mean dark knight took a lot of scenes from very this like mm-hmm. the scene of gordon and harvey and batman on the rooftop like almost oh verbatim happened in dark knight yeah um one thing i will say before we start comparing it to the move the movie they literally just made of it so i don't forget then is this book speaking of being cinematic this book is more cinematic than the movie I would agree, yes. This book like really builds out things way more than the movie does. Yes. And like you would think the movie would build things out a little For bit. For being more. a two parter. Like, yeah, you had two fucking parts and it felt more rushed yes. than this book does. And I felt that when I watched it because it, it would kind of just like it's like especially when you just read the book, it would like jump to the next God, issue. It was bad. Yeah. And I'm like, don't jump I, I I'm happy you're doing the little title card of the like, the holiday, which is good, but like I feel like you're skipping so much stuff and like they didn't do things out of order, but they did things differently that I'm like, did you have to do that differently? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So, that. like, let's say the almost the whole relationship between uh, Selena and Bruce is vastly different. Vastly different. And I was like, is that necessary? One, there is a relationship in this book. There's like less a relationship and more of like a well, their first meeting. Will basically. they exactly in this yeah. one? They're like married. Yeah, they're together but breaking up. But like, she knows he's Batman. When did that happen? Did I miss something? Like, yeah. And I felt like, did I miss a part? Did I miss a prelogue, like a prologue? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I in my my head canon just explained it away. I was like, she's not an idiot, <laughs> which like, is fine. You know, like she's yeah. dating Bruce Wayne and fighting Batman on the side. Like, you kind of would know. Yeah, she's literally kissed both Batman and Bruce Wayne. I'm pretty sure she would know. But I think some of the magic in the in the actual book of them, like you feel like it's the first time they're flirting. Mm-hmm. Like they're jumping on the rooftop because like they're excited meeting someone like each other. Yeah. So when you match that in the animated movie with mm-hmm. like, no, they're already together. They already had all those moments. You yeah. missed it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Like, uh, to see that. Oh, okay. That, that's cool. So more in the structure of the book itself, I really, really like the whole holiday theme. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that like, much like the Dark Knight, Harvey's trying to do things on the light side while Batman goes underground, does what he has to do with the help of some of the more shady characters in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And doing so, we get to kind of you get a nice feel of what Gotham is. Like this dark and dirty, corrupt place. Yes. But it's still shown and drawn beautifully by Tim Sale. Tim's, this is one of my favorite creative pairs yeah. in history. Absolutely. Like the Marvel books they've done, especially like Batman Blue and Daredevil Yellow, are yeah. two of my favorite favorite fucking books they're right there behind me on that show oh, yeah. <laughs> no i feel like for some reason especially with batman when you get the right team it's fucking magic exactly that's what i've been yeah that's what i was saying earlier like and with I, the, in the right hands yes. batman is one of the best characters because i've realized as much as i love uh scott snyder he's so much better when he's with greg capullo mm-hmm. and capullo has openly said like when he gives me a script I tell him, you don't need all this shit. Let mm-hmm. me just show it with the art. Yeah. Where, on the other hand, him and uh, Jason Fabach, who did uh, Justice League. I don't know if you can say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, 
he goes into so much detail in the writing. I'm like, dude, you don't have to say this. Like, yeah. I'm read, I'm watching the book. I'm reading the book. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like we have that perfect team. Batman can really just pop in the great way. So we have that. When you have um, who actually did Hush? It was Jim Lee and. Was it um, Jeff Loeb also? Yeah, Jeff Loeb and Jim yeah. Lee. Yeah, yeah, also a great team. Mm-hmm. Like the artwork, Jim Lee can do with anything, but especially with Batman, was fantastic. But I feel like in this book, especially, like I want some original art from this book. Oh my god, any of these covers, frankly. Yeah. But the one with the cat and the pumpkin is my favorite one. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's the best one. Now comparing that to what they try to do with the animated style in the movie, I know lately the new DC movies are all having the similar style of like you see the outline around them yeah i'm okay with it it's fine it's fine exactly it's not great but i feel like if you're gonna adapt one of these famous stories you should make artwork that's kind similar. of similar to it because like, they've done that with a few books they mm-hmm. did a all-star superman and they tried to make the yeah things similar they did the a pretty good job. frontier too DC yeah Fron- yeah exactly make it darwin cook style mm-hmm. like if you're gonna go for it, go for it. It's one of the most famous Batman stories. I have thousands of millions of Batman stories. <laughs> R.I.P. Man, gone too soon. Yes, very. What a great fucking artist he was. So, what are you? What's your favorite aspects of this book in the first half? Before the we get first to the first half, well, d- definitely art. Um, the story. I I really like the first half of the story, honestly, more than the second half. I like the mystery, the building of yes, just the building of the concept of oh oh this person's doing this on holidays why like yeah you know that frankly is never honestly explained um holy shit i think you're right it's never it's yeah. never really clear so why. full discretion um josh has watched part two of the film and he continued reading the book yeah. i haven't read the book in almost two years yeah. and i didn't watch part two yet yeah, well uh, spoiler alert it's never explained why it's done on holidays um that's what we should have done for the paper noise <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, honestly, this like you were saying, the the building of these characters, the the building of especially because this book was written after all these characters were established, knowing who Harvey Dent becomes, yeah. like getting to see that transformation and like constantly looking for the clues of that transformation. I really enjoyed seeing Batman um not perfect. Yes. Is nice. Multiple times. Like it's it's always it's always good to see that. And just, yeah, just that street-level Batman, you know? Like, just even though they start, as the book continues, they start bringing in all the supervillains. But, yeah. like, but they're brought in by the street-level villains. So, like, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting that, like, there's that common thread of it. So, I, I art first and foremost, and then just origin-type feel of it. I, I really It had a very it. simplistic, but at the same time, complicated mystery. Oh, it's a complicated mystery. But at the same time, like, you're going at this pace that just feels natural. And like a real investigation, honestly. Like, most investigations aren't solved in two days that are an hour-long TV show. No. Like, they no. take a year or years to do. And this one... The long Halloween. The long Halloween. And I, I love how long it took them to get to Calendar Man. Like, should we talk to this guy? Should we talk to this motherfucker? I mean, he didn't do it, but like... And also another thing. I love how every chapter made you doubt who the killer is for a second. Oh, 100%. Like, well, Joker thinks it's Harvey Dent, so mm-hmm. is it Harvey Dent? Mm-hmm. Like, is it Falcone? Is it the Falcone? Like, immediately I thought, oh, it's the weird, skinny Falcone son. Which is definitely what the movie wants you to think. At yes, yes. Too. Which I didn't, like... 
I don't know. All right, one of the things when it comes to voices in characters when you're reading it in your head, mm-hmm. most of it comes from the animated series. Oh, when, when I read 100%. this book, yeah, I, I think of Kevin Conroy. Never, yeah, Batman has never sounded like anyone but Kevin Conroy. Yeah, or Jensen Ackles' pretty decent impression of Ke- of Kevin Conroy, okay. or Troy Baker's fantastic Mark Hamill Joker. I thought that was Mark Hamill in this yeah. in this movie we just watched. Yes, yes, I thought so too. I looked it up, I, and then the I was credits. like, and then I was like. Okay, well, maybe he's maybe this guy's done Joker a bunch. This is the one and only time he's done Joker, I think. Are you serious? If he's maybe in a video game, if I'm mis- not mistaken, but he's I did not see anything on his IMDb page that he's done any other Joker. That's fucking impressive. He nailed it. Nailed he, this Joker. I totally thought until the credits rolled and I saw a different name, I was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Like- that was bananas how good that Joker voice was. Yeah, unbelievable on that, but. When it comes to like the the pacing of it, you kept thinking like, who's the killer? Who's the killer? And I love that because I, I like mysteries and stuff like that. So like when you're legit reading this comic, that's so well known. I do not know who the killer is. I could not remember for the life of me. Like neither could Jess. I was actually. like, I was reading this book and I I was like, I truly don't remember who the fucking killer is. <laughs> well, it's also never brought up again in other media. I feel I feel like this own little pocket universe. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, see. before we get to comparisons with the film, how do you like the costumes? Do you do you like the hmm. this Batman? I want to see a, a, a live action version of this kind of suit with like the blue cowl. Yeah, I I've gone back and forth with with blue Batman before. It's okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about this Catwoman though. I never liked the the purple and giant ears and, and tail and tail. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was, not, I was never into that. Like, I'm not really sure how I feel about this cat woman. And also like, I feel like that would stand out more. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to, to be, <laughs> be sneaky with a fucking giant ears and a tail. Yeah, you want to, you want a tail dragging on the floor <laughs> when you're trying to get past cats. Cats do all the time. That's true, honey. Thank you. But for cats aren't also like f- probably five foot seven. <laughs> I mean, the ones in cats, I guess. Yeah. So a way to break down, this comic son of a bitch is also going through the comparisons with the film I feel so with the film and the book I do like how we open up with Bruce Wayne doubting himself when Falcone's like hey I was good friends with your dad mm-hmm. and like that pissed him off yeah like no my dad was a good man and just like he probably had these ideals of his parents because they die when he was a kid of course oh god so he like probably he... the whole series of Batman is about <laughs> how he fucking reveres his parents and hasn't moved on exactly yes hasn't moved on definitely so when you have that with now the biggest crime boss going yeah I mean your dad were friends it's we're like tight, yo. you need to shut the fuck up right now like so I feel like if there's any negative with the story I feel like Batman and Bruce were the one in the same almost too much. But like I forgot. This is a sequ- this is more or less like right after Batman Year One though. Yes. So it makes a little sense that he hasn't like his personality hasn't split that much yet because he hasn't been doing it that long. Well, not even that. I feel like he wasn't Bruce Wayne the character enough either. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do this, like the party guy and put up the facade. Like I always like that idea of like he has to act like this and at a moment's notice goes I'm Bruce. I'm Batman now. Like I'm doing. Yeah, my thing. yeah. They, I feel like they might have done that a little better in the movie, honestly. Yeah, actually. Now, when it comes to the movie, though, as we mentioned, the now seen relationship between Catwoman and Batman, but we didn't actually get to experience that. We also have like, oh, I was mentioning voice acting before. I feel like the voice of Antonio was that the son 
the Weasley one? I believe so, yes. I feel like that voice didn't match what I always envisioned he was. Yeah. Or what he would sound like. I thought he'd sound more Weasley. And this one, he almost they got a voice that was more like sympathetic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because they wanted you to be like, oh, this one who's always left out and yeah. always not paying attention to. Oh, he just he wants to be a mafioso too. I feel bad but for But then him. also he doesn't. Yeah. And who, he, who knows he says is. he wouldn't want this. Yeah. So you have that. I love every version of Falcone. It's always it's just like the most generic mafia mm. boss. So you say Falcone too, right? Falcone. What yeah, because the movie calls him Falcone. They do say Falcone. I think he's silent. And as an Italian, I'm like, it's it, it's Falcone. Though. Falcone, yeah. yeah. Like, that's how Italians would say it. Like, they say Falcone. <laughs> they wouldn't really get to the E. I always love the claw mark on his face. Yeah. So, like, it tells you tons of stuff right off the bat yeah about his character why you might hate that one lady over there (laughs) why catwoman always seems to be like uh in his crosshairs yeah stuff like that little little details in the art end but in the animated movie i feel like for example little differences that aren't necessary like um how a new year's day instead of having a nice little house party they're in Times square basically you know yeah yeah. and Mm -hmm. you see more of harvey and his wife arguing now which they played so subtly in the comic that's what made the re- reveal even better. Yeah. Like, we that we had maybe, like, what? Two I, panels of them, like, arguing. They, so, one thing, uh, like, the movie handles one aspect of this, this damsel in distress trope better than the book. But overall, the movie's handling of Gilda as just this, like, weak mousy yes depressed I didn't like, that. like it was it was pretty bad but the part i did appreciate with the movie is when the house explodes when the mafia thinks well it's dent we got to take him out yeah and they blow up the house in the movie it's harvey that ends up in the hospital yeah in the book it's the wife yeah and i do appreciate that like because it's always, oh, my wife has been injured, and now that's the I have to the, go. Crazy. I have to go avenge her, and yeah. like in this one, it was like, oh no, he and I and of course they did it because they really like laid up. Oh my god, is that when his face got scarred? You know, like, they've done that so many times in different media. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's, like, it's kind of funny so it's like, now. So it's like obviously that's why they did it. No, but the cat like, clawed it. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so having yeah having Gilda not be the one who was ended up in the hospital was nice, but that's when they started laying in thick with the. Oh, is she having an affair with, with the son? Yeah. The... But then also, I feel like... Well, actually, I go backwards because I... My favorite, my first, like, uh, Batman animated series movie or show was the Two-Face origin. Okay. So I always feel like when they get it right, it's so fucking good. And yeah. very few people... It's hard to fuck up the Two-Face story. You would think so. <laughs> well, like, what's one media that really fucked it up? The Two-Face story. Like, most people get it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and if you mention Batman Forever, I will tell you Tommy Lee Jones is a god and did a fantastic job. It just made no sense. T- Tommy Lee Jones did what he was asked to do, which was be <laughs> Joel an, Schumacher, be nineteen sixty six version, a exaggerated, clown, basically, <laughs> a clown. Like, just be a neon clown. And I always say Aaron Eckhart does not get enough credit for his portrayal. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, it was fine. I think it was really, really good, especially fine. like when he actually changes and gets angry, and you see like this. Especially, I always love the rotting face. Not like just a skinless face, like a yeah, rotting yeah, face. Yeah. Like a part of this man's dying. That's yeah. why I have a split personality. Yeah. I always love that idea of that, too. Yeah, Two-Face is an interesting character for the most part. He is one of the better ones. Especially, like, the transfer. Like, especially the fall from Grace, yes. I think, is way better than 
once Two Face is the villain, I lose a lot of interest in him. Understandable, but, yeah. But the the fall is way more entertaining. It's it's great for the character of Bruce and Batman because much like in the film they, and in the book, they call him like the White Knight of Gotham, and like there's lines where saying I believe in Harvey Dent, just like in the movie. Yeah, and. All these things of people idolizing this guy who's going to save the city the right mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, he's barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, eventually the big reveal of his wife being a killer for most of the murders. And maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't really know. And then, like we mentioned before about the other villains Do we that even come have in. to do the second part of this book? No, yeah, no, spoiled no, it. no, no. We're going to do the second part because there's a lot of detail in that one I want to go over, too. But, like, certain things in this book that happen randomly but still fit. Like, Grundy's here now. Yeah. Random, they, they very really, random. They really shoehorn in a lot of the fucking villains, honestly. Uh, it felt more natural in the book, for sure. Oh, yeah. When I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, this, this is how we're doing this. Okay, okay. so Poison Ivy's here now. Yeah, uh, like, this is, okay, this is happening. The, so somebody let the Scarecrow out, and we're not really sure who, but then he's also been out now for three months, it sounds like. Yeah, that's the problem where you, you put months. <laughs> like, what do you mean he's been out for three, like, and the city's not completely falling apart yet? What is going on here? Yeah. Um, I do think the Joker's introduction feels right because it's literally, hey, you're killing people. I'm the killer. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do. Yeah, Joker because he is the clown prince of crime. Or yeah. whatever, you know, he's like, no, 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 you're taking my, you're, you have a shtick and you're killing people. No, that's me. That's you, me. You, what are you doing? And this is still early Gotham, so he hasn't had these other interactions with these crazy flamboyant characters. So it's like, no. I'm the special one. That's mm-hmm. why the Batman pays attention to me. Mm-hmm. And I always love this this version of the Joker, this artwork where he's like really like stringy. Yeah. And like almost like not human. I like, yeah. I, like. I, I always thought it was really weird and cool and always felt like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I always love this ending when, and that's why I didn't know how the movie, the first part movie was going to end with this whole New Year's scene. Because I always liked this like random, exaggerated, plain fight with gas. That's, like that's it should Joker. be silly. Yeah, it should be stupid and silly, but it's not. It just feels right. But I, it kind of fucked up in the movie for me because, like we mentioned before, it's counteracted with like these weird arguments between Harvey and his wife, mm-hmm. and then like uh, Gordon and his wife just going like, "Did you know they had problems? I didn't know they had problems." Like yeah. honestly, if you're in a giant crowd in Times Square on New Year's, you don't fucking hear them. No, you, 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 yeah, they weren't that close to them in no. the movie to, to hear No, them. like they hear this conversation right now. And I feel like also the movie didn't do a good job compared to the book of how tight Gordon and Harvey get. I feel like the book did yeah. a better job. And like these guys, like side by side brothers, they mm-hmm. can't trust anyone in the force. They're always at each other's houses. The, yeah. wives, are, the wives are always together. That, that's why the, the betrayal felt more real. Mm-hmm. And we'll get more to it next episode. But the, the betrayal felt more real because, like, that those are our friends. Mm-hmm. Like they hang out with our kids. Like we trust them. Yeah, they're family. And that woman's a fucking murderer. Like, and this guy's gonna go crazy. And also become a murderer. But they never know. They never find out that Gilda's a murderer. Oh yes, yeah, true. See, I haven't read it. I've, I've yeah, not read it in a nev- while. No, they. She gets away with it. Harvey doesn't. So, um, little look into the future. After next episode, we're gonna cover Dark Victory. So I don't know if they ever address it in that one. Maybe. I don't, I, I, like I said before we started recording, I've never actually read that one. So I no own it and realize I've never read it, which just happens sadly. When you have enough books, you do realize I've never read that one. I bought yeah. it and never got around to that it. Happens. Yeah. So that, I'm actually excited to read that one because that's like kind of also the introduction of of Robin and mm-hmm. how that all starts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in, in this one, I how do you feel about the choice to end it on New Year's? Our choice or. <laughs> Our choice, no, yeah, the choice of the anime animated film. Oh, as, as for the breakpoint, yeah. um, it makes sense, honestly. 
it's, it a, it's sense, a, because yes. it's it's the it's an end of a calendar year honestly and it's yeah. like a big battle with joker the son just died There's the person like, that you thought as the viewer is probably the killer the killer is dead and now it's just like a lot of so wait is it harvey are they just hanging out with harvey right now and he's the killer yeah okay so what's happening here's my some of my issues with this when it comes to like the real world because let's say you're a kid who just watches movie you never read long halloween you get to the end of part one you're just gonna look up the killer like yeah because before I had to wait like almost a year for the next part two to come out in mm-hmm. the animated movie so like I'm just gonna look it up I'm gonna be honest with you um, from my experience most kids just go ahead and look up the end anyway kids that don't is, give a fuck true. about spoilers that's man. actually really spoilers. true yeah they really don't care it's about spoilers they, it's how they realize it's how they figure out if they want to waste their time with this because there's yeah. so much media that uh, like I've seen a lot of kids now will actually watch stuff like uh, this, the screen, not screen junkies, the cinema sins mm-hmm. of movies yep. or honest trailers before yep. they even watch it. It's like, yep. what the fuck are you doing, kids? Yeah, that's kind of sad. That kids these that. days. But I, but really, like, I feel like it takes some of the joy out. Like, there, I don't know if you ever watched the animated version of Dark Knight Returns. I haven't. I it's haven't. absolutely fantastic. It's borderline better than the actual book, and it's a okay. two-parter. It's All a right. two-parter, and I remember when I watched it. I do it. know that, yeah. Did I watch it, actually? I, it's I'll have the, to, the voice is Robocop. Peter Sellers? That Robocop? Yeah, 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 yeah right. He's the voice of the older Bruce Wayne, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember watching the first part, and I was like, man, this is so goddamn good. I waited for the second part, and eventually they put out a combined version, just one long movie. And that plays out so much better. <laughs> one long, like three hour for three and a half hour movie yeah. of this full story mm-hmm. feels so much better than like breaking randomly yeah so I, in the other podcast we do i know i've mentioned this but the dc animated movies are fucking good absolutely like even the even the mediocre ones yeah are frankly better than most of the fucking movies they've been putting out lately but yes <laughs> but they are really good and like I'm at I'm at the point now with these DC movies where if there's a new one I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now that they pop on HBO Max pretty, pretty much pretty, right away. Yeah, not. I still have to watch the World War One with JSA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, they have a new the there's a new Injustice one out now too, but it hasn't hit HBO. Uh, apparently that one's god awful. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that, that's like my... literally the one everyone just like. Nope, it's one of the worst adaptations you'll ever watch. And I saw a few clips where I'm like, you took some terrible stuff out of the story. Like yeah. they took the point of the story and said, we don't need that. Yeah. We just need like the shock value. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what's happening in our audience with Jess. Is it is it game related or injustice? Both. All right. Fair All right. enough. Right. Doing thing. So yeah, that's how I feel about part one of The Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to reread the second half of this. Because it's almost literally like New Year's. I'm showing Josh the book version. He has the digital version. It's almost half the book. Roughly. Roughly. Yeah. Like halfway through the book. And then you get to the second part. And we can get more into like the reveal of the actual killer. And then who she did kill. I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure she I'll... didn't kill everyone. No, she didn't. I, I that's remember. What they, they, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll reread the second half again before okay. we record. Because I do really remember when I read it the first time, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. She didn't. There's an unaccounted for murder mm-hmm. that no one realizes, including Batman, is an unaccounted for murder. <laughs> yeah, and in the movie, it's, yeah. They show, in the movie, they show so many times that that's a man. <laughs> that's another people. problem, yeah. And it's like. <laughs> I have the same, especially when. The shot where she killed Antonio on the boat. I'm like, that's definitely a man. That's a dude. That's a dude. <laughs> that's, like, they show his hairy hand, first and foremost. 
and it, like, he's about fucking the, uh, broad as a fucking barn. And like the side of it's his not head. Gilda, yeah, because like, Gilda in the movie is like a waif basically. Yeah, and the side of his head looks like white straight hair. Yeah, it's very odd. If you want a good, um, maybe she maybe in the movie they're like she just puts on a lot of coats. <laughs> <laughs> Boots, like really high boots. It's Gilda and the Technicolor coat. <laughs> but if you want a good uh, Batman mystery anime movie, honestly, Gotham by Gaslight mm. is really good. Yeah. And they changed the ending of the original, so people were surprised by who the oh, killer interesting. is. Okay. And when you do find the killers, you're like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's a nice reveal. And, like, yeah. the way they build it out was really. It's a little rushed, but it's really good. And I'd say. My favorite non-like main animated series, Batman film, I think would be The Dark Knight Returns. It's just really good. Yeah. Like just I, again, it's more streamlined and kind of gets rid of some of Frank Miller's more hmm. the yeah. misogynistic, yeah. racist yeah. ideas, and just get some of the good stuff. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I you're do... saying that's not the good stuff? Because <laughs> you know, Frank Miller, think, think, I think, might think it is the good stuff. If you've ever read uh, the sequel, uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again, I don't. believe. If you haven't, don't. It's god awful. Yeah. It's so bad and racist and misogynistic. So much more so than the original. Yeah. And the but, original is pretty bad. Yeah. but And then if you get to um, Shiv? The Master Race, which is the third oh, volume, god, yeah. it's actually not bad. But remember when it came out, the shit it got, though? It's called The Master Race. Because it's called The Master Race. It's yeah. like, all right, he's not even hiding it anymore. But then if you read it and you get some of the subtext, some of the subtext is problematic. It just is. Yeah. But like as a full story, it's pretty decent, and I remember enjoying it. But you can't understand it, sadly, unless you've read Strikes Again. Yeah. And like when I bought that book after I finally read in full Dark Knight Returns, I was like, "This is one of the biggest." Like I had to look at the same team, same writing team. Right, I was like, yeah. "What? Wait, why is Matt Martian Manhunter? Wait, why is Flash in a black suit? And wait." Why is everyone in Blackgate fused together? Like, yeah, what the fuck I, is happening in this dude, book? I read it once in high school, and I never again will I read it. It's very odd. But anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed our rambling of Long Halloween. It's going to continue in, let's say, three weeks. Let's, let's give, say it. Let's say that. Let's just say let's it. Why not? say it, but let's who like, knows what's going to happen. Who knows? Um, Josh, where can they find you? Well... Ironically, it's not Batman related, but you can go on Twitter and find me <laughs> at Xbrary and it's library with an X. Yes. Also, if you're listening to this for the first time, but don't listen to our other podcast been on for two years. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What's the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. We just had our two year anniversary, pro. Yeah. We did not celebrate. We did not celebrate. <laughs> we just had, we just had <laughs> we just, an episode. We just flew right by it because that's how we do things. Here. Yeah. It's called the Dawn of X podcast. We talk about all the best books in the X-Men line. And uh, you can find me at Madman3005. That's right. You can. And you just go to KrakoaRadio.com to find yeah, both of these podcasts. Yeah, the best stuff. Until then, guys, same bat podcast, everything else different and consistent. We will see you next time in our little bat cave. Bye-bye.